Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome to Hard Currency, the Financial Times podcast on the weekly events in the currency market. Donald Trump held investors' attention for a remarkable hour on Wednesday with his press conference. So, what did the markets learn and how will it affect the dollar rally? With me to discuss these things is Jane Foley, G10FX strategist at Rabobank. Jane, it was captivating viewing, wasn't it? It was captivating viewing, but perhaps not for the right reasons. I mean, certainly from investors' point of view, they went into this press conference hoping to have a little bit more meat in the bones in terms of Trump's policies, particularly with fiscal policy, perhaps also with trade policy. And actually what they got was something completely different. So we saw a lot of disappointment coming in on that meeting. Is this the market giving Donald Trump the thumbs down or at least his programme of economic growth? Well, I, I think for now, what we can say for certain is that it is the uncertainty factor. That The markets like certainty, they don't like uncertainty. They gave Donald Trump the benefit of the doubt after the election on November the 8th on the hope that he would bring these inflationary policies but they want detail. And it's only so long that investors will go with a big picture. Now, it is possible if we give Trump the benefit of the doubt for now, that he will come through with some detail, perhaps on his inauguration, perhaps in the weeks and months after it. But I would say that some scepticism is slipping in here, particularly because I think the focus after November was very much on the boost that growth could be given from reflation coming from a cutting away of regulation and also from fiscal spending. But I think what the market's beginning to focus on now is the trade policy, the protectionist policies. Now, not only that could be very costly to some of the US's trade partners, Mexico, of course, number one out there, but also protectionism could be costly in terms of growth for the US too. Were you surprised at how much the market was paying attention to this press conference? I mean, the dollar was up about 1% running into the press conference on that Wednesday. It was the big event. It was certainly the big event of the week. And, and we've got to bear in mind that the expectation about what Trump would bring to the table was the big event all the way through, really, from November 9th, 10th, all the way through to the end of the year. And that the opening week or so of the year was categorised really with the market taking stock and beginning to uh, pull back a bit on the anticipation that, yes, we've got a lot of expectation in this price and now we need some fact Mm. to push us further. The market was hoping they would get that fact and it didn't. You mentioned protectionism. I mean, the one currency that was really whipsawing was the Mexican peso. On the one hand, Trump was, you know, threatening fire and brimstone at Mexico and other countries, it has to be said. But then he says, oh, you know, Mexico has been oh so nice and the government has been uh, terrific. And suddenly the peso (laughs) is up again. This is in a kind of in a microcosm what the uncertainty of Trump is all about. Absolutely. It's very difficult to predict, of course, what any any politician is going to say. But when you're dealing with somebody who hasn't held office before, then that uncertainty is completely uh, raised. With Mexico, of course, they did invite him into Mexico some months ago. They did lay out the red carpet. They did treat him well. And perhaps Trump was referring to that. 
But it does seem to be that the bottom line of the Trump administration is that it is about American jobs first. And that puts Mexico, uh, the Mexican peso still in a vulnerable position. And it's got to be said, uh, Canada dollar, we think, is also vulnerable to that sort of news as well. Do you think investors have hoodwinked themselves a bit about Donald Trump? I mean, compare the press conference stuff on Wednesday with his quite gracious acceptance speech on election night, which, while it wasn't the factor that drove the dollar rally, might have been some catalyst towards it. We had, if you like, a hard Trump with a press conference with the soft Trump of election night. Indeed, I think on election night, uh, we saw a little bit more credibility being given to Donald Trump because of his manner. And yesterday, what we saw was an awful lot of bluster. And that certainly has worried, I think, many investors. Obviously, we haven't had the inauguration. Uh, Maybe we will have a more presidential Trump in the inauguration Mm. speech. And I think investors are hoping that's what we will get. Mm. But clearly, this is going to be a few years full of a lot of surprises, I expect, and a lot of politically triggered volatility in the markets. What does that mean for investors' approach to factors outside Trump? Do they you know, try and push Trump aside and focus more on what the Fed says and what US data says? Are these factors going to come much more back into play? Because at least there's a concrete, you know, consistent things that they can they can rely on, as opposed to the unconventional Donald Trump. Yes. I mean, I think what the Fed does and says and what the US economic data is saying is still extremely important. But we've got to remember that an awful lot of good news in terms of US data, in terms of what the market is anticipating from the Fed, was built into the price mm. during the final weeks, if you like, of last year. Now, with so much good news in the price, the market is automatically more sensitive to bad news. Hence, it is more likely to be more sensitive to anything worrisome coming from Trump or any mannerism which they don't like. If the dollar had sold off into the end of last year, then actually we wouldn't have had such a drastic impact from Trump yesterday. So it it is about positioning. And right now, the market's positioned for some pretty good news. And that means that the data, the Fed, Trump have a lot to live up to. Yes. So your assessment, therefore, of of this remarkable press conference is that it's left the market, what, feeling more sceptical, you know, less willing to buy into the expectations of Trump? Is the market just hardened a little bit about it? Well, given that the market is pretty long of US stocks, of the dollar, of, of US growth assets, then the market, I think now, is perhaps sceptical. It needs to see something more positive to take us another leg further. So, for instance, if we are going to see the Dow break above these really key levels, if we are going to see the dollar uh, lurch down again towards 103 or so against the euro, we need to see something to hang our hats on. And that could mean some positive news from Trump. It could be a string of very positive US data. Sounds very similar to Brexit and sterling, doesn't it? Absolutely, indeed it does. Tell tell us what you think about what went on on Monday about that. Well, you know, once again, what we've seen from Brexit, and I think what everybody's learnt over the last six months, is that political uncertainty in itself can be a negative for currency. Mm. And what we've got factored into the market really over the past week or so for sterling is that the market is getting tired of this perception that the government yet may not have a plan. Uh, The market's investors want to see something concrete. They want to have a plan. Uh, Signs that there isn't yet a strong plan within the cabinet is now in itself becoming a negative factor. And so analogies can be drawn between this and what's going on in the US. The market 
markets want something concrete from Trump. They want something concrete from Theresa May also. And do you think the market has moved away from the idea of trying to micromanage every cough and splutter about Brexit? They've actually moved away from that. They want to hear less about Brexit, but more definitively about Brexit. This is kind of a different approach to it. I think so. I, I think perhaps we can draw that back towards October and, and the Tory party conference. And, and I think from October, we had just this very simple binary relationship coming out from Sterling with the Brexit-related news. So anything which could be deemed as hard Brexit was negative and anything soft Brexit was something which would support the pound. Now, on top of that, of course, we have had Sterling being lifted by better economic data, but I do think it's the future, it's the political uh, side that is more relevant for where Sterling's going to go than the economic data. Yes, it's been reassuring, but it's about the past. It's about the pre-Brexit era. The market's looking ahead to to the post-Brexit era, which will start perhaps in March once Article 50 is signed. So the micro detail, well, it's so complex, so difficult to understand the whole complexities of Brexit, what may or may not happen, that yes, I think the market has adopted a much more simplified opinion, which is, is it a soft Brexit or is it a hard Brexit? Jane Foley of Rabobank, thank you very much indeed. Next week, as we've been saying, is inauguration week. In the run-up to the big event, we'll be looking at whether the markets are still buying into the Trumpflation trade or have given it the cold shoulder. Join us for next week's Hard Currency podcast. Goodbye.